Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Ramadan Reflections. Uh, as usual, let us begin with our verse for the day. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. وَلَيْسَ الْبِرُّ بِأَن تَأْتُوا الْبُيُوتَ مِن ظُهُورِهَا وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنِ اتَّقَى وَأْتُوا الْبُيُوتَ مِنْ أَبْوَابِهَا وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ This is a very prominent verse of Surah Al-Baqarah which is chapter 2 of the Quran verse 189 to be particular Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it is not a virtue وَلَيْسَ الْبِرُّ it is not a virtue or virtue is not that you enter your houses from the back. And ta'tul buyuta min zuhuriha, that you go and literally make an effort not to, you avoid entering from the front of the house, you go and enter from the back of your house. Rather, virtue is that you fear Allah. Right? Uh, virtue is the one who has taqwa and who has God consciousness. Wa'tul buyuta min abwabiha. So now enter your homes through the proper doors and fear Allah so that you may prosper and be successful. Now, what's this about entering the houses from the back instead of the front? And what is that all about? Now, those you know who read tafsir and who read the Quran and the notes on the Quran, they will uh, notice that there's a contextual background to this, though it provides for a huge principle afterwards, right? There's a, there's a background to this verse and it speaks about something very specific, but the, the message of it is much broader than that. And this goes back to the time of Jahiliyyah, the people in Mecca. They used to go for Hajj, and until the Hajj was not entirely over, if they came back to Mecca, or they were in Mecca, they, they, they would go to Haram, uh, sorry, they would go to Mina, Arafat, and uh, you know, Muzdalifah, and places like that. They would actually... Um, go to these places for the rights, but when, if they came back home in the midst of all of this, uh, if, they, if their houses were close by and they came in the midst of this, they would not enter the house from the front. They thought it was prohibited. They thought it was strange. It was out of sanctity for the house of God that they had to finish all of their rituals and their rites until they could enter their houses from the front. So they would either climb over a wall, they would get in from the roof if there was space there, or they would come in from the back door, they would not go in from the front. Now remember, this is not something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had told them to do, had even recommended, or even approved of for that matter. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibits it here. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala condemns it and dispels this uh, misconception, right? Saying that in Islam, none of this is going to happen. This is completely wrong what they're doing, right? Go into your house is the normal way. I mean, what difference does it make that you go the back way? You're still going into your house. This is just totally nonsense, superstition or uh, misconception, misunderstanding. So... That is the particular message here, okay? That is the particular message. That's the context in which this verse was revealed. However, it provides for a huge lesson for us, okay? It provides for a huge lesson for us. And mashallah, Sheikh Abul Hassan Nadwi, for example, he mentions here uh, on this that this is providing for a very common sense approach. This is the verse that tells us have common sense, you know, do things in the normal way, in the natural way. Because it's natural and normal to enter a house, a place, your domicile, your place of residence, or your place of work, through a proper entrance. Of course, sometimes maybe the back entrance is closer. 
Maybe you don't want to be seen. So for particular reasons like that, it's fine. But otherwise, go in from the front door because that's what's normal. The Quran, as you know, in Islam is a complete code of life, encompassing every aspect of our life, right? And directing basically all classes of people in every phase of their life. So here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instructing man in this basic truth, basic reality about entering houses. However, the directive, as I said, is reflective of the Quranic stance on life as a whole, right? Uh, the Quran is very comprehensive and those who study the Quran will understand that while there, there will be certain verses in the Quran about a very particular scenario, about a very particular uh, event, there's so much that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides beyond that when you read between the lines. There are broader messages, more universal guidances that are provided from very specific encounters, very specific messages. That's the beauty of the Quran that it will just keep opening up uh, opening itself up to much more light and much more guidance so just the way we're told here that people are told here that go to your house in the right way we're told that whenever in every aspect of life if you want to learn something if you want to pursue something do it the correct way do it the proper way right do it the proper way yes if you can come up with a more creative way and it's a proper way then that's fine if it's you know it, it, and it'll give you success but the main thing is that don't do things in an incomplete manner in the wrong manner in a half-hearted manner and in a misconstrued manner so for example if you're going to learn a trade then you're going to have to go and learn the trade at the uh, feet of a competent teacher so there's for example some plumbers i've met some builders that i've met and i said where do you learn this i mean they didn't go to school for it Right? They literally didn't go to school for it. What happened, he said that they actually, some of them even tried to get in, but they couldn't get into the course. So what he did was he just started to uh, work with another plumber, work with a, a builder, and basically learn the trade that way. And then after that, there was, you know, in cer certain trades like elect electricity and uh, electrical work and uh, plumbing, you actually need a certain certification and license. Then you can go and get it in afterwards in a retrospective way. Right? So you're going to have to make that effort to do it in any particular way that works, right? In a way that works. So anybody who wants that, they're going to have to be at a, with a competent teacher, gain familiarity with the tools, advance one's knowledge step by step, see what doesn't work, what does work. Otherwise, if they try to do this themselves, it's just going to take much longer. It's much easier to do it with somebody else who has the understanding. Now, without thorough grounding in a subject, one, one cannot expect to gain any success, right? And, uh, for example, in certain professions, you know, if it requires a uniform, a certain way to dress because to, for protection or for, uh, uh, to, uh, to be in a certain way, then let that be the case. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sanctioning that idea that as long as it's halal and that's what it's there, that's what it's for. One who thinks, you know, sometimes you've got people who think, you know, um, who fall foul of this verse would be maybe a person, uh, one example would be that a person who may think very high of their mental acumen, mental ability, and they refuse to follow a system, and then eventually they don't achieve success, right? Especially at a young age, because you have no experience, right? Especially at a young age, listen to your parents, listen to the people who know. I mean, Allah says in another verse, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of knowledge, ask the people of reminder, ask the people of the mention, 
right? If you do not know, that's a that's a rule. I call up people, uh, so I've got a plumber friend. I call him and I say, um, you know, so and so, I've got a I've got a fatwa to ask you, right? He said, like, what are you asking me a fatwa for? Basically, I'm saying a plumbing fatwa. I mean, I don't want to denigrate the word fatwa here, but basically, I've got a question to ask you, right? Regardless of who you are, you know, you you go the right way uh, to to get things. Don't do it in the wrong way. So. You see, what we have to understand, what the Qur'an is telling us through this is that divine laws are based on, the, many of them are based on human nature and absolute common sense. Right? If one doesn't follow the laws of nature, one cannot reach one's goals. Yes, sometimes there is a misunderstanding of what the law of nature is. For example, if you take a simple idea of literacy, right? your children or you've moved uh, to a different country or you want to learn a new language, you want to learn Arabic or you want to learn... You know, you want to learn Turkish or Spanish or whatever the case is. You know, try as you might. If you don't learn the alphabet, you're not going to get anywhere with that language. You have to have the basic building blocks to learn something. Right? You can, you can be a genius, but you're not going to learn a language without first mastering its alphabet, in a sense. Right? Uh, in, you know, whether you do that conventionally, unconventionally, you're going to, you're going to need that. So... Now, what we have to understand here is that when it comes again from a Muslim perspective, while this law is general for Muslims and non-Muslims, this principle, this way forward, right, this, this way of life, um, there are, for a Muslim, there's always going to be two streams to everything, right, which, are, uh, which eventually, it's gonna, they're going to become distinct from one another at a certain level, right? So, for example, when it comes to religious knowledge, right, that you when it comes to religious knowledge that you're trying to acquire, because mashallah, lots of people have a dream of learning more about their faith to an advanced level, intermediate to advanced level. And, you know, this is a time when people feel good about it and feel that they can start, so they should do. But one thing we have to remember is that with worldly knowledge, sincerity is not as important, you know, because you, you know, as a plumber, you know, you could be insincere, but you'd probably learn the trade. Right, an electrician, you learn the trade. A builder, you learn the trade. A graphic designer, a uh, uh, would you call it a uh, an IT person? You know, you'd you'd learn this kind of stuff. But when it comes to religious knowledge, there are the proper way is to actually have sincerity, to do it for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, to do it for some very praiseworthy purpose. Otherwise, um, you're going to have a a problem with it. There's the famous statement of Imam Shafi'i when he complained to his teacher about his poor memory. And his, his teacher said, you need to shun sin because this sacred knowledge represents Allah's light. Right? It is a light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is not granted to those who are disobedient. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And likewise, uh, another thing that really helps when it comes to sacred knowledge, the proper way to do it, is that it should be coupled with one's commitment to the Sunnah, right? It should be uh, it should be with one's commitment to the Sunnah and revulsion uh, uh, towards innovations um, in matters of faith and sin and full devotion to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And then, if you do this, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will confer this light upon you. Allah will give you heaps. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will give you uh, this light, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will bestow it upon you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to um, follow the spirit of this verse of doing things in the correct way 
and not uh, to protect us from misunderstanding. And, you know, there's actually some people have a very linear approach to things. And sometimes the absolute linear approach is too debilitating. It's too limited. Other people have a lateral approach to things. And the problem with full lateral approach is that sometimes you just can't get because you're totally taking unconventional means. All right. So sometimes you're successful, sometimes you're not. The best combination is both a literal and a lateral approach. The literal approach is essentially where you follow the steps like in a literal fashion of something. Lateral approach is where you, you see where you're trying to go and you try to sometimes improvise. You sometimes try to be creative in trying to get there. You need to do both. And when a combination of that makes the most successful person generally, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us success. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all and make this Ramadan better than any before it. Please, please remember us in your prayers and we will remember you in our prayers. Allah bless you all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essential Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam, and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.